celebrating female role models across our community. Live from Williamson High School in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Willie High Live. Welcome everyone, live from Williamstown High School in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Be Like Her Live on Willie High Live. My name is Anna and my co-host today is Ahara, Araya, Kai and Vince. And our special guest today is Alex Wake. Hi Alex Wake, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Could you please start off describing your work at RMIT for us? Sure. I am the Programs Manager for Journalism in the School of Media and Communication. So in that role, I look after the undergraduate program, so everyone coming straight from high school into journalism, and the postgraduate program. So that's people who have a degree in something else, say something like science or law or medicine, and they decide to come and do one year of journalism with us. Awesome. Did you always wanted to know... Uh, did you always wanted to work in journalism? I did year 10 work experience as a lawyer and I loved that. And then I went in the summer holidays and got a job at the local television station. And from that moment on, I went, no, the law is so boring. I can have so much more fun as a journalist. So pretty much from the age of 16, I just wanted to be a journalist and I have never regretted it. What were your biggest challenges in your journey? Oh, the early years were very, very hard. I started as a 17-year-old because I was in Queensland and we finished um, school there in those days at the age of 17. And it was very much a man's world. Um, I was one of the few women in the office. I didn't even like to go to the bathroom because the bathroom was located beside this big desk of men and you had to walk past it and you just – it was just really embarrassing. So in those early days, you know, it was trying to always do the right thing and trying to, you know, you'd get yelled at if you made a mistake and they there was a particular type of man in the newsroom in those days who would who liked to humiliate you. And um, yeah, I think those days the, the start was pretty hard. How did you overcome that? Like I didn't use the bathroom on that floor. <laughs> <laughs> Not for some time. Um, look, I just think as you get older and you're more confident in your skills, then you do, you know, and you just get better and then you get to know them and they get to know you. But to be honest, I mean, I I wanted to be older and I wanted to act older and I did really stupid things like I started to smoke because they all smoked. And that was like one of the biggest regrets of my life was sort of joining in that peer pressure of, you know, actually you know, smoking, which is, you know, so bad for you. It took me years to break that habit. But that was, you know, one of the things I did. Um, and it was only later and as I got older that I learned that I didn't have to be like them. I didn't have to behave like them to be good at my job. And But it did take a while. Did you ever feel like people didn't support you because you were gender in the workplace? Um, look, I had some really lovely male bosses when I started and they were very much like father figures, you know, they were, you know, very encouraging. And But I do remember at one stage that I was called in by my boss, lovely man, Barry Branston, and he said, look, I can only give a pay rise to one of you 
I've only got enough money for that. And Jeremy, he has a wife, so he needs to get the pay rise. But, you know, you're just on your own. You can find a boyfriend. You don't need it. So I'm going to give it to Jeremy. So it had nothing to do with our work and everything to do with the fact. It's like going, but Jeremy's wife's got a job. So, you know, she can, they can afford more than I can. But anyway, it's difficult. <laughs> what attributes helped you get to where you are today? Um, I think all journalists have to be curious about the world and have a sense of wanting to know what's going on. And also, even when we're frightened and, you know, even walking into a school right here today, I'm a bit kind of scared I've not been here before and you lot look very scary. <laughs> but just being able to sort of say, well, too bad, I want to know what's going on and I want to be part of it and just, you know, sort of putting on a brave face and actually and actually doing it. So a little curiosity to want to, you know, want to know what's going on and bravery. So do you reckon you've grown as a person in your current career? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm far more confident um, than I was as a, as a young woman. And I do think that my, um, you know, and that comes with skills. You know, once you actually feel that you're confident in your skills, then you, then you can be quite confident in yourself. Um, but I've also changed a lot about how I would approach stories, the kinds of stories that I would do. Now, when I started, there was a sort of saying in the office that there was particular stories that you couldn't do because they weren't right for a newspaper that was read mostly by men. So there'd be a range of, you know, those sort of softer stories or women's issues and, you know, things that you literally could not put in the paper. And these days I would just tell an editor to go stuff it really <laughs> if he said I couldn't do a particular story. So who would be like your role models like from growing up or either now? Oh, when I was growing up, you know, there was um, just some wonderful female journalists like Caroline Jones who died in the last year. But um, now I look at the amazing women, um, Patricia Carvelis, Laura Tingle, um, Lisa Miller, who's a friend, she does ABC Breakfast. Um, she's, she's a really lovely human and a great journal as well. Um, but there's a lot of amazing um women out there now a lot of them are sort of my age and I've I've known them for many years and I really value those who are not only good journalists but also really good people and there's there's quite a few of them around if you're just tuning in you're listening to be like high live on willie high live live from williamstown high school in melbourne australia my name is anna and my co-host today is ahara Araya, kai and vince and our special guest today is alex Mack. what advice do you give young women wanting to get into your field just do it um, look, it's a much uh, happier and safer place for women now. Um, in my classes at the university, the women well and truly outnumber the men. In fact, you know, I've even taught classes where there's only been one man in, in the room, in the tutorial. Um, in newsrooms generally, women now outnumber the men. So those sort of situations of trying to find the bathroom, well, you know, <laughs> a safe bathroom are not going to occur. The problem with journalism now is that the senior managers, the very senior ones and the owners still tend to be men. So that still has sort of a trickle-down effect to the kinds of decisions that are made and the stories that you can cover. Um, but also the people in power in our country are still men. So that's you know, most most of the politicians are men, most of the business leaders are men and they're the people that young women have to go out and interview and that is why we get some, you know, very disturbing stories um, about inappropriate um, things happening to women in, in society. 
So how could we like change that? If you like, how could women be more uh, be in higher positions? How do you think? Uh, I think it's it's going to take a long while. Um, you know, it, it has changed. You know, in the even in the sort of thirty years since I started working, it has changed. They are more and more women are taking on those um, senior leadership roles. So there is amount. There's a certain amount of time. You know, you've got to have a critical mass of women at the lower levels to be able to go up. We also need to change some of those sort of management jobs and sort of expecting people to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week and and we need as a society to allow parents to attend school events and sports days and all of those things and not put on events at night and, you know, in unfamily-friendly hours and um, because you shouldn't be forced to make a decision between having a family and having a career. And a lot of women find that that becomes um, a choice, particularly in something like news, which doesn't ever stop. I mean, the floods, for example, that we're having here in Australia at the moment, um, you know, the floods have been going for, you know, several weeks. There is no rest for those those weeks. Um, and there needs to be a recognition of the need to, you know, allow people to to leave, go out of the flood zone for a few for a few days, re-catch up with their families and go back in. When, when I started, it would have been, you would have been in the flood zone and you would have stayed there and there would have been no reprieve. Very hard to have a family or any kind of relationship if you can be sent away at a moment's notice like that. How do you think uh, men could help women? Like- I, I think we're really lucky because there has been a, a change and there is a lot more men out there who also want to be parents and also don't want to be working 24-7, um, supporting women in those roles and sort of, you know, thinking about when they call meetings and not calling breakfast meetings and not, you know, not, you know, ringing someone at 10 o'clock at night to berate them for having done something wrong. There are there are things that they can do in their behaviour, but it's also just being incredibly supportive and calling, you know, calling out when things are wrong, you know, being an ally. How have you dealt with misogyny in the workplace? Uh, in the early days, really badly, you know, I would just, you know, kind of accept it because we all did and that's, you know, and I just sometimes think back and go, I cannot believe I let that happen to me or to someone else in my presence. Um but we did, you know, and it's really terrible that we did allow that to happen. Um, these days I would just call it out. But, you know, as I say, you know, you get older, you get wiser and, you know, you just don't put up with it. Um, but it also, and I think this has been really lovely and why I love, you know, younger people coming through, is at the university I've had young women saying, you know, that's just not behaviour that is acceptable. And a couple of times I've gone, yeah, actually, you're right. It's not behaviour that's acceptable. So I really love it when when young people voice it and actually say, you know, that's wrong. And then, you know, I can help support them in that. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, probably still at the university trying to turn out great young journos. I really enjoy it. I love being around um, young people and when they're particularly when they're breaking news stories and trying to tell important stories. And we're trying really hard to change the kinds of stories that we cover. So there's a real emphasis now, there's 
two sort of new streams of thinking around what we call constructive journalism or solutions journalism. So instead of sort of saying, you know, everything is wrong with the world, um, when we write the story, we try now to contextualise it. So sort of talking about, you know, say someone is attacked in the street and you don't just say that, you know, one person has been attacked, well, you can say that, but then you also say, in your next paragraph, but this is really unusual. There hasn't been an attack for, you know, 10 years in this whatever else or something that you always try to, or if it's a climate change, you know, a story about a storm, you talk about what we could do as individuals or as communities to solve things. So solutions or constructive journalism. And I think that if we can get more people doing that, and it is a a system of journalism that's been taken up by The Guardian and the BBC and to some extent, the ABC. If we can get more people doing that kind of journalism, then people will engage more with journalism because you just don't want to turn on the news and just hear all the bad stuff all the time. Um, you know, knowing, having some advice about what we can do right um, or better, I think could be really useful. If you could go back to the past, what would be one thing that you would change? I would tell that guy who said I couldn't have a pay rise that I should have it. That would be the first thing and because I, I think it would have been fundamental to me sort of standing up and changing the way I acted around editors. I think I was very, I was a very good, you know, goody two-shoes for many years and if I had stood up for myself a little bit more, I think that would have been better for my career um, and I would have broken more stories but I quite often sort of was the nice girl rather than the good journo. Uh, That's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, Alex Wake. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today. Live from Williamstown High School in Melbourne, Australia, you'll have been listening to Be Like High Live on Willie High Live. My name is Anna, and my co-host today is Ahara, Araya, Kai, and Vince. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day. Celebrating female role models across our community, live from Williamstown High School in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Life on Willie High Life.